0: Listening to episode 193 of Sci Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined as always on this opening day 2017 by my co host Wayne as we continue our look at the Netflix Showcase Canada co production Traveler starring Eric McCormick and Riley Dolman and ha- Happiness down at the yard today. Mm-hmm. 3 to 2. Great Eleven. 11 inning win. Yep. Had it all. Home run. Great defense great pitching as my wife said as she's all excited uh you know do you th- are you excited i'm like yeah 162 yeah. 161 <laughs> yeah. more to go still a lot, a lot of games to go yet yeah. but it's a nice start it is a nice it's start. always good to win opening day yep and, and walk off home run weather That's was a, decent uh we you you and i have seen some frigid opening days in our past for sure yes, but you know, i've always seen them from inside well i used to go to a few and and i'm telling you some of them were you know they were in the 30s but yeah it is what it is if you want to go to opening day which as you said i do not anymore right <laughs> it looks much better on the flat screen yeah all right well, well it looks pretty good you know in the yard too but it, so. it, there you go so, it's a lot more hassle all right. Well, before we get too far off the beaten path, Wayne and I want to remind you, we'd love to hear from you via email at rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab. Record your own audio clip if you'd like. Send us the MP3 as an attachment. Or just tweet us at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, and we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. And, you know, again, there have been some good ones going on. Uh, A couple comments, I believe it was Fred that that mentioned about our comments about Big Bang Theory, which, you know, both of us admitted we really haven't watched. And and we've formed this opinion based on probably trailers, promotional clips, uh, just kind of what we think it's about. Right. And he didn't necessarily say we were wrong. But, okay. you know, so... Well, it, we,
1: we fully admit we are speaking out of complete and total ignorance. So if we are wrong, then, you know, it's not really a big surprise. Right, right.
0: right. But it is a show that at some point, you know, I, I, I would hope they put reruns on right around when my wife and I eat dinner because we've seen so many great shows. I mean, that's how we ended up seeing all the castles. And, and, you know, we just watched, you know, two or three episodes back to back for like six months on end. And then we've seen the whole run. Well, so here's the thing about the Big Bang Theory. This is not from a point of ignorance, but
1: here's why I've kind of developed such a negative view of the show is because if you're watching, let's say, and a basketball tournament, right? Okay. And uh, let's say the basketball tournament, I think is, right? I think that's where, I, it must be, because that's, I never watch commercials. So the, uh, why I'm seeing this preponderance of of commercials for the Big Bang Theory, it, it must be because I'm watching, I assume it's because I'm watching basketball and not fast forwarding through the commercials, right? Okay. Makes sense. Um, and they have like the most insipid bits of, I don't Maybe this not the most insipid bits of the show, which would be sad, but what they put on there is ridiculous and it is repeated ad nauseum with almost every single commercial break, the exact same five lines with the studio laugh track. And it's just like,
0: this actually is the opposite of making the show seem appealing. Well, you know, yeah. and I think one of the things we've learned since we've been podcasting in the last five years is that very often the show's creators and showrunners have absolutely no say in what the promo people do, and very often right. now, now they can't speak out publicly against them, but
1: but it's just, you know, like, I'm just watching, and, like, uh, you know, I'm already annoyed I'm watching commercials, and then to have the same one shoved down my throat time and time again, and then it not even being funny, it's just like, it, it's it's like so works against like
0: what they're actually trying to accomplish by showing that you know I know what you're saying so that said at some point I think I'll give it a shot but I won't I don't think I'll ever give it a shot ever. we'll see all right well sci fi news which is really uh, sci fi TV rewatch news you know I, I mentioned the last couple of weeks about some changes so that at this point sci fi TV rewatch dot com is no longer active. So you you know that if you go to our website, even if you type in sci-fi com, it would take you to our website. But if you looked up in the URL window, it would still say fatalist.podbean.com. So we're simply back to that full time. So now if you put in sci fi tv rewatch, it won't take you anywhere. It's, it's completely inactive. But fatalist.podbean.com, still going strong. If you subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher, you don't have to do anything. Uh, at some point, we might change it to sci-fi rewatch.podbean.com, But I'm a little leery to do that. So we'll see. But we'll certainly keep you guys uh, up to date on that. Email, still the same. Facebook, the same. Twitter, everything's the same. So, so if they like Google sci-fi TV rewatch, right. It should, it should still come up the way it always yeah. has, okay. except it'll take you to via the Podbean link. Right. So, all right. Well, enough of that. So and You should,
1: you, you should already be going there enough that you just probably put in SC and you know, the whole thing pops up right away.
0: Well, it, well, it does, but for, for a while though, it was SC and it would be sci TV dot com, which won't take me there. So I have to put in the F now and you know everybody will figure it out so all right speaking of figuring out we're gonna figure out travelers episode eight of season one entitled donner and fortunately they didn't have a party in this episode (laughs) well yeah you almost expected there to be like a little bit of cannibalism yeah they're Hey, come on so uh this one's written by ashley park and pat smith directed by will Waring. And it aired originally December 5th, 2016. Now, I don't know if you remember the scene where, well, I know you remember the scene because we talked about it the other day, where where they bring Donner in. uh, He thinks he's got McLaren under his thumb, that he's going to spill the beans about the Travelers right? and, of course, all of the... Uh, people there are travelers themselves but the assistant district attorney peckham uh, attractive young lady the actress's name is laura minnell who plays the vampire rebecca in sci-fi's van helsing and she's just an awesome character in that show and as season one ended she was a major part of the story arc and i think as we head into season two but but we didn't see her in a lot of this episode but you know what we did see it was really good and again no surprise part of the uh canadian sci-fi mafia so sure but so what'd you think of this episode
1: Uh, well you know again another strong one you know not not a ton of action going on here but a lot of emotional action happening so that was pretty cool You know, i was watching it last night you know take notes on it again and uh my son was kind of popped. and said he had binged the whole series, you know, way back, and he was like, "Ah, this is this is one of those boring ones." Right after they uh, had the big job that they did, <laughs>
0: like, okay, but uh, now you say boring, and uh, well, he said, boring. Uh, I, I, "I just
1: repeated that as a funny little story." Like I said, I thought it was because I have, I have a more sophisticated you know, palette than a 14-year-old. Well,
0: boy, you so. do, but you said another strong episode, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, really? That That's all you got? Because that's not all you told me the other day when I said, did you see the episode when we were talking about getting ready to record? Yeah, I think I was more enthused about it, remembering from when I watched it before than when I actually went and watched it. Well, yeah, but I think what you told me was I binged the whole rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Well, clearly it must not have been too bad. Well, no, no, I'm not saying it was bad. Not, not in the least. It was, it was good. It was. You're really saying it's good. bad?
1: No, I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> saying it's bad. Is what I, I believe I said. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I know you. Are. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I know what you mean. But, but you know, and, and here's why I think because just as we're talking about, I kind of figured out probably why. It's because when you already know everything that's happening, it takes away all the suspense from it. You know. Well, well it does. Like the but- first time I watched it. You know, I had no idea what was going on. And so, like, I'm constantly wondering, what, the, who is this guy? What's the deal with this guy? What's going on, you know? And then you get the big reveal at the end. You're like, oh, snap, you know? But when you're expecting all that, it takes a little bit
0: of the drama out of it when you already know everything that's going to happen, probably. Well, it does. And and I guess like any show that you're doing a rewatch, and, and you know, this happened to us back with Lost Girl uh, you know, the same way, and and even some of the other shows that that we had podcasts about, I mean, certainly Firefly, we'd both seen it, you you many more times than I, but you pick up on things because you know what's going to happen down the road, and it's like, oh, I didn't notice that clue. Right, true. So, so, uh, you know, here's something that's going to, I think, happen with the rest of this season of Travelers, but we've got another episode that follows each individual as he and she confronts Whatever individual issue that that faces them, and you know i 'm not a big fan of quick cut editing so so we saw a lot of this in the first half of the episode where it was just continuously cutting between individuals without giving any one scene an opportunity to develop and you know I understand that reasoning to a certain extent, but i just didn 't think it worked here in the second half of the episode. They got away from that, and they did allow things to develop. And and I just thought it was a lot more cohesive and, and coherent.
1: There's, there's some, I, I didn't really notice it, but I, I, now that you mentioned it, I know what you're talking about. You know, I, I do like the uh, the quick cuts uh, in it. So I thought in the beginning when we are watching Donner with the bomb, and again, knowing what's going on now, I can appreciate it more how they're you know kind of revealing the story but not revealing enough. Like we never – see whether donner gets you know visited or not so you know so we you know we, we and and i like as anyone who's listened to this will know that I, I like storytelling without dialogue so how they did that in the beginning to reveal to us everything that's going on except for the dialogue between the travelers and and the girls in the um in the the phone company thing um you know, I kind of like that I did that.
0: Well, you know, it's funny you said that. I just read an article, gosh, it must have been over the weekend, that somewhere in some publication, Joss Whedon was being praised for his dialogue, which anybody that's a fan of Joss Whedon, whether it's Buffy, Dollhouse, like, right, <laughs> exactly, duh, but that he took it like, well, what, you think I can't produce a good episode that's light on dialogue so that one of the episodes of Buffy and I'm sure if you're a fan of Buffy you know the episode that I'm referring to I I don't remember the title but it was of the 42 minutes or or this maybe longer there was only like 14 minutes of dialogue in the whole episode that he deliberately put it Mm -hmm. together and apparently it's a classic Buffy episode you know what? I feel like
1: I'm going to have to go back and I have to watch Buffy this summer. Now.
0: Well, you know what, dude? And, and you know, we, we've just kind of touched on, well, what are we going to do next? And obviously, we know we have the librarians looming at the end of the year, which, which is great. I don't mean to say looming like that's a bad thing. But, yeah, at some point, I keep thinking about Buffy. So It just keeps – every time we talk about
1: what we're going to do next, it's always in, like, the top five, you know? it just can't It just can't crack the number one spot.
0: Yeah, well – Maybe maybe we'll we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll we'll kind of watch it without the pressure that you know. Hey, you got a weekend? You got an hour? Put an episode in, and and then maybe we can revisit it after we've seen a few. Put put an episode in. What what is that? What is that in reference to? Oh, you what, would stream. What, I still. What are you talking about? Well, I guess I'm still like in the physical media. Uh, oh, are dude. you like
1: loaded onto like a a movie projector? Or yes. Something?
0: Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Well, the other thing I liked in this episode was the the way the writers balance. You go to the talkies, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carly, Trevor, and Marcy being kind of on trial. I mean, not not literally on trial, but for various reasons. And, on hearing, yeah, and, and each of them has an easier route they could take. I mean, obviously, Carly has had a number of instances where she could walk away from the baby. Right. And and the baby would be taken care of. It's, and Marcy says Marcy's like, what's your
1: deal? Why don't you just let him have him? Yeah. He wants a baby, let him have him. You you know, like
0: you have a mission here and it's not to raise this baby. Right. And or and, is it? And and Trevor, it's almost as if and you know, you've mentioned his relationship to his mother, which I think they've done a nice job of you know, having it there in the background, yet we we do see how really protective he's becoming of her and and it's not as if we see the father being physically abusive towards anybody he he seems a little bit of a jerk yeah so we're gonna go back he didn't change
1: her dress right yeah
0: ridiculous Uh, well i agree but But you know she did look good in the black dress uh, but but trevor could clearly walk away from you know the whole high school scene right if he wanted to and and then mark but like that he'd be walking away from Grace. It well, seems
1: like there's something going on there. Yes,
0: right yes, there does. I, I think I told you I watched three episodes of Stargate Universe, and Jennifer Spence, a.k.a. Grace, is a major character in that. And, I, you know, I don't remember if I mentioned this back when we started doing Travelers, but I'm watching, I'm halfway through season two of Stargate Universe, and there are these two scientists that, they're, they're, it's almost like a buddy kind of situation where they're always working together and I'm like okay I know that voice and then it hit me immediately like that's David okay he's a little bigger and he's got no beard and his hair's a little longer and curlier but and of course it is and I'm thinking like how did I not know that so you've got all of these people uh, that that we've seen in so many other sci-fi shows that uh, it's just you know it's, it's just one of those underappreciated shows that I can't Believe it took me this long to watch, but here we right. are again. Especially since you're like a huge Stargate fan. I already. know, I know, I know. And then Marcy, of course, could just walk away from David and any of the issues that are arising there. And, and like we said last week, it, it, it is difficult to say anything other than she's using him to a certain degree. I mean, otherwise we we have to accept that she doesn't know the effect that she has on him sexually. Well, the the other part is that
1: maybe she just genuinely likes him, you know? Okay. Like, and I that, don't think she's using him like, like for his place or, but I mean, uh, that, I mean, that's a distinct possibility, but kind of goes against what the type of character that Marcy seems that she, what she's like, you know?
0: Well, you know, you said about their own place and, and it struck me. When we have the scene at the end of, uh, was it last week or the week before, when, when Trevor goes and stays with Philip at Philip's place. And that, right. you know, Philip's got his place. Trevor lives at home. Carly lives at her place with the baby. McLaren's with his wife. Where's Marcy? Right? I mean, she. But David. Well, the, exactly.
1: But she has her own place, right? Well, I mean, they talk about this in, in, in this episode.
0: Yeah. But where is it? Why Don't we yeah, see or, it? Or why didn't she go there? Yeah, why is she shacking up with Philip? Well, or David, there you go, exactly. Oh, you you see, so you would argue that she likes him, okay? Yeah, well, I
1: wouldn't necessarily argue it if I would suggest maybe that there's something because there's it's not like she has to be there, you know, okay. but I guess. Because maybe of the seizure, she does need someone to kind of take care of her a little bit. Maybe you know, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Sure, no, you're right. If something happens
1: unexpectedly, I I just to say she's using. I just don't think she's like you know using him. I think she's okay. All right, I think there there is because she's kissed him, right? Yeah, and so and so part of it might be. I, I agree that she clear. I mean, we know from right from the beginning she's walking around naked that she just doesn't really understand the 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 effect that she's having on him and she's not doesn't get like the, the the kind of like the sexual attraction and how that works, you know. But but I think there is some genuine if not necessarily like passion uh there. At, at least she it's he's someone that she's comfortable with.
0: He's someone she has that's not part of the traveler thing. You know, okay. and maybe there's something that's going to be deeper there that it's not this you know, lust at first sight kind of thing. And that, that they jump into a relationship, but that they're taking their time and, you know, we'll see what develops. Right. I, I still think he's going to become more integral as we get into the, the end of this season and, and in season two. So, so that would be interesting, but I, I, well, I really- that being said
1: also, I think they are living in, in like a fantasy world where like David, both of them think that what's going on here is Okay. When it's so not, you know, and David just like doesn't get that. And when they have the meal, when they have Ken over, and uh, and they like, you know, like have like wine and everything, like this is a normal dinner party or something. It's just like, wh- what are you thinking? Don't yeah. you don't you understand what's going on around you? Do you not? Can you not see how the outside world see views
0: this relationship? But I, I think at some point and. Ken obviously has to see it. And of course we see it when, when Marcy goes to talk to him later, that this is not the Marcy that he thought he knew. Right. Right. This is not the intellectually challenged Marcy. So whatever happened, whatever the explanation, the reasons are, you know, there's no reason that David is her social worker or needs to be her social worker anymore. True. So, all right, well, let's let's get on to the uh, episode yeah, yeah, from, from the beginning, because I, I really love the opening scene. I mean, brilliantly done, because we, we talk all the time about how these people from the 23rd or 24th century have had to adapt to the 21st, and we see Philip, McLaren, and Trevor, and they're all engaged with these online sex sites, but... Pretty quickly, we realize, okay, but none of them seem to be pursuing a sexual encounter, so what the hell's going on here? Yeah, right. You know, and then- Well, then the the timer comes on. Then the timer, we see the guy with the pipe bomb in the alley, we see the the traveler clock winding down. So Uh, like like I've said before, I mean, it's just, I love that
1: narrative device, because the minute you see the timer, it just completely flips how we see the scene. Right, sure. You know? Like at first it might be, oh, all these guys are maybe they're kind of lonely and they're just trying to make some connections here. And then then you
0: see the time you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. These girls are all going to die. Yeah. They're supposed to die. It turns out that these online girls are hosts about to be taken over, which explains why the surveillance was going on. But apparently the bomb was not supposed to go off, right? He, as you said, we know he's a traveler. He but was supposed
1: we don't know. Well we, what we, well, we, face, we assume yeah. because yeah, of the right. clock. Right.
0: right. Right. Once we see the clock the countdown and, and we learn later that he was supposed to defuse this bomb and that the girls that were the sex workers, they were supposed to be hosts for more travelers, but of course, you know, they get killed in the explosion. And we don't really learn uh, you know, whether or not these girls died as travelers or whether they died as sex workers. I guess. It no, it does really... as travel because we see them. They, they took, they were, the travelers took over. Oh, they, that's they, right.
1: They, they actually say like, you know, like they're, you know, they like say traveler, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to the 21st century. And then, um, so like the, I remember the first time I watched this, you're like, so, you know, obviously when the, the travelers, you know, insert themselves, they, they prevent the person from dying right correct but the bomb goes off and the girls die so then you start wondering well who is this guy who's the bomber was is he uh is he a wrench in the system um you know we think or maybe he was he supposed to be a traveler but it was a misfire was is or is he just some kind of some outside force that like kind of knows who the travelers are but is changing history you know there's all kinds of questions because obviously when, you know, the travelers take over a body, then that's supposed to prevent the death from occurring. And and that doesn't happen here. So something
0: terribly went went terribly wrong. Right. And, and that's what I thought at first was that it was a misfire. We do learn that he survives and is missing. And we go from that scene to Trevor being called into the counselor's office because he's been accused of cheating on a midterm exam. And Something that uh, none of us in the profession like to have to deal with because it's generally a lose lose situation for us. Well,
1: I love the he got them all right except for the last three that he also got right. But he changed the answer so it didn't look like right. Like uh, I was like Dave, you ever seen that one before? Uh, I have not. No. Oh, you haven't seen that one? No, I haven't seen that. one. Where two kids copy and like the one kid like. Writes down the right answer, but then crosses out and writes in the wrong answer because they don't want to get caught.
0: Oh, well, see, now like, I've seen them cross out the wrong, the right answer and write in the wrong answer that the kid next to him's got because he wasn't completely sure. Yeah. And now yeah. they've both got the same wrong answer that's totally out of left field. Yeah, right, which is kind of how you know it's, it's Ex- cheating. Exactly. It's, that's what I always tell them. It's like, look, if you, you two sit next to each other, get them all right, I just figure you both studied. I, I just, I know we don't get too far down to the but just the other day
1: I had two girls is a homework assignment and it's like there are 10 different um, like there was like three sentences in each problem and they had to combine the one sentence. And so these two girls had the exact same sentence for all 10 of them. And I was like, so tell me about it. You know, like, cause there, there's literally, it is literally impossible for you to, to have the exact same sentence for all 10. There's just absolutely no way that could happen. Yep. They're like, well, we didn't cheat. We both found the answers on the internet. <laughs> okay. got it from there. And I'm like, you know that's still cheating, right? <laughs> like, just because you didn't copy off one another. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's like, it wasn't really
0: cheating. I just, I found the answers on the internet. Oh, all right. Oh, oh yeah. if you put it that way then. So. <laughs> all right, well. Carly calls Marcy because she's concerned about this rash on little Jeffrey, but the option to let Jeff have custody comes up again. And and again, as we've said a number of occasions, Marcy likewise points out that, you know, it make going on missions a lot easier, but this is, I think, the beauty of what Travelers is doing with its character development is that it doesn't matter how important this mission is. I've got... Well, we don't really know how many people are still alive from from when they came, but she's willing to risk it to take care of this baby, which you know is beautiful on one level, but perhaps a little short sighted on another. So, yeah, but I I mean, I get it,
1: right? It's it's tough to to look at a little baby and not and not get connected, right? And not Marcy says, you know, it's not your baby. Right, you know, So there really shouldn't be this maternal connection between you and that child but that clearly Carly has developed that maternal connection.
0: Yeah, but, but then Marcy also points out, well, okay, that's fine. Then you're going to have to fight for custody. And it's almost as if Carly... Didn't really factor that into the equation because, look, you know, we've all seen how many custody fights on TV and in the movies—they rarely go smoothly and generally are are relatively acrimonious. So, and I'm pretty sure that's the same way in real life. Too. It, of course, so, I'm not
1: saying TV and movies
0: are real life. but I'm pretty sure a lot of custody battles are pretty uh, kind of acrimonious. Yeah, I would think so as well. So, then we then we go to see McLaren tracking Aaron Donner, who's bleeding and entered this uh, Chinese woman's restaurant. Uh, his partner has interviewed one of the girls who was apparently Donner's favorite. And, you know, again, we learned, you know, he was some sort of religious zealot. I forget what the Bible verse, Ezekiel 25, 17, which I meant to look up, but never got around to to doing. But he's at least got a name and now can initiate his own search. And that's when then Donner encounters McLaren. And even though he identifies himself as a traveler, Donner hits him with a wrench and keeps run, running. And at this point, for me, this is where, okay, must be a misfire because this dude is clearly not a traveler because he, uh, if he was, he'd be happy to see McLaren, you would think.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, the Ezekiel twenty five seventeen is the line that Samuel L. Jackson says in Pulp Fiction. Which is? And I will... Carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. Oh, okay. so he says a little bit differently in pulp fiction, but I think it's pretty much the same Bible verse that he is uh, quoting there. Okay.
0: All right. Well, we knew this scene was coming sooner rather than later. David gets called in by a supervisor who's received a report from surprise officer Jeff. That Marcy's living with David, and, and of course the upshot is that David gets suspended, and while he's rather, you know, I, I don't know what the right word is, it's almost as if he can't understand why he's being suspended, I'm not doing right. anything Again, wrong. like
1: Right, he thinks he's not doing anything wrong, he just doesn't see it, like, how does he not see it, you know?
0: Right, I mean, look- what would have been right was the moment you recognize there's this major change in Marcy, you bring her in somewhere. Now, granted, she wouldn't have gone. Right, but he, but he tried but get granted, to get her to the hospital a couple
1: of times. That's, but he definitely should have said something to his boss. Correct. Like, hey, guess what, Marcy, all of a sudden is no longer mentally challenged. Right. Tried to get her to come in, but she won't. You know, I, I've been saying it all along how how inappropriate this is, and and we, I guess we kind of go along with them because it's TV, and we that you know we just kind of go along and say, oh well, it's you know that they, they, they have this relationship, and isn't this nice? But when you really look at it, like from Ken's point of view, and it's tough to look at it from Ken's point of view because let's face it, Ken's kind of a tool, right? Right. So it's really hard to like you know
0: be with him on this, but yet he's absolutely right right and 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 then we see that scene and then we watch david return home and immediately chastise marcy for greeting him as he says a girlfriend would greet him and you know she's taken aback but offers to move out and then he's like well no we have to prove that you're not who they think you are well yeah you should have done that a while ago but i i I like the parallel because she's not even close to who they think she is right and
1: like i just gotta take this moment to say like how much of an a-hole jeff is right well first of all we get his last name his last name is conaker and he's just a dick just like all around like before he you know he went and visited cat to tell her that that Grant is cheating on her and now he's you know effing with marcy and david yeah it's like dude he's 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 so gonna get himself killed
0: yeah yeah well, yeah. Like- well speaking again and you know then we see carly at the custody hearing without representation so how cool was that when philip shows up that was awesome wearing a suit informing the judge that he'd be representing her and you, you've got to like think what the hell is Carly thinking? That that oh my god, he's going to screw this up because it's Philip. But right. he, he seems totally lucid. Looks great. Yep. Yeah. he has got his hair back in a ponytail. Yep. You, you know that. And that whole uh, line that then Carly tells Jeff, who accuses her of being a hooker, and I I, I agree with you. But what is he supposed to think? She doesn't work yet. She has all this cash. Sure. So where does he think she's getting it? And then I like that scene with the the social worker who tells her, look, I want to help you. You know, I don't care where you got the money. You're a mother doing what she has to do to take care of her child. And, and I like that realistic approach. Now, maybe in real life, the social worker wouldn't be quite so yeah, understanding, yeah. Yeah. but but still, I I, I like that approach that here's somebody that's that's finally willing to help this young woman who's we know what she is all about right on the one hand she's trying to juggle being a single mother with no real job and then go out on these missions to save the future (laughs) yeah not an easy task no not
1: which brings us back to what marcy said why don't you just let him have the baby you know like you just. Making it so hard on herself, yeah, 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 you know, but but that but, like we said, it's that like you know that maternal instinct, which even though it's not she's not the mother, you know she's totally this baby's totally got her hooked,
0: yeah, yeah, so, all right, well, you know, getting back to uh Donner and McLaren, who's tracking him, uh obviously Forbes again, Forbes is this formidable foe that is just doing his job. But he's starting to get annoying because he does it so well that here he's like one step ahead of McLaren uh, and, and he and another agent already have him in custody. So now he's got to figure out, you know, what's going on here. And, and even he thinks it must be a misfire because, you know, it's clear that Donner's some kind of religious zealot who's murdered three but if women. But if it were a misfire, he would have died,
1: right? Well, you would think.
0: Well, would, well, no. he was
1: supposed to die. Well actually we don't know that do we? Right. Be- we we don't assume- know no, no, that but they must No
0: because no no Grant says it. Yeah, he was supposed to die. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because uh, because he wouldn't have had the countdown if he if he if he wasn't. But Right, but well, we didn't know exactly who the countdown was for though. Well well that's true, but, but but Grant does
1: say McLaren does say that he was supposed to die in the blast. Right. So his survive- his surviving it then You would
0: suggest that it was not a misfire. Okay. Okay. Regardless, it complicates things to the point where McLaren has to go to see Marcy, interrupts the dinner that has just begun. And, and of course, while they're talking, David tells Ken about their FBI connection. And then when Ken tries to question McLaren, (laughs) again, McLaren, he just knows when to put somebody in their place. Right. And and, and he does that. You yeah, know. it's like, well, that's none of your goddamn business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Um, so there's now, a reason he was made the leader, right? Yes, there was. Now, uh, Trevor's counselor has worked out a deal where he gets to retake the exam and, and she's helping him study for his physics midterm. Okay. So let's just take a step back here for a
1: second, right? Because <laughs> first of all, she's like, you know, he's like spouting off all these, you know, physics equations and stuff and she's just like oh that's right you know like like what like lady when's the last time you actually took physics you know like i mean she might have you know but it's just it th- this scene just kind of rang false a- apart from the female teacher or administrator whatever educator meeting a male student in her office alone after hours
0: does, does no one else in the world see how these things are inappropriate, Dave? I just don't know. Uh, they may not, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll let it slide because. So, like, oh, hey, Dave, you know, you got a female student; she needs a
1: little extra help. So, you're going to meet her at like at five o'clock at night in your classroom by yourself with the door closed. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, now, let's let's say for the sake of argument that she's got the physics book in front of her. And when he spouts off the correct answer, she can see, okay, that's right. And she seems surprised. And then he mentions, well, with my football career over, I can be myself. And it's at this point, I think, really that it hits home that he's got a little bit of crush on his counselor. When, When he says, I want to define my own future, she then, okay, and I think this and just kind of cements what you've been saying all along. Here, I have a book that you would like. And she <sighs> yeah. pulls down this book called "The This Perfect Day by Ira Levin, who okay. also wrote uh, Rosemary's Baby. It, this is a book about a world that, that's managed by a central computer ah. that's been programmed to keep every single human on the surface of the earth in check. So okay. um, now- Seems like a weird book to give to a kid. <laughs> It seems like a weird book. <laughs> this big. book makes me feel better. It's about how the human race is enslaved by a computer. Right. Now we, we maybe will revisit this uh later in our look at travelers, but for right now, I would just say that for you guys out there, if this is your first watch, you might want to remember this. All right. Now, Trevor, of course, bails on the exam because they've got a mission and, and this sort of thing, you know, has happened a couple of times, but he returns her book gives her one of his own that gave him comfort and it looks like it must be some kind of collection of short stories, but there's one highlighted, which we assume he highlighted called the dead woman. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so what's he saying here? I, I don't know. I I've think got a crush you on he, you. He, you're going to be
1: dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think what it says is that that, these people, uh, pick really weird things to share with one another, <laughs> you know?
0: All um, right. Well, speaking of weird things to like, share like with, if
1: them. you got like, I mean, well, you know, probably you got something dead woman you wouldn't think about, but if you're like a student, you know, you know, if you're a female teacher the a student comes up and says, Oh, Hey, I've got a story. I really need you to read. It's called the dead woman. You might be like, uh, Hey, let's go visit your guidance counselor. Oh, well, luckily I am your guidance counselor. Uh, Let's call the police.
0: How about? However, we'll overlook that. Right. uh, Because Donner wants to cut a deal with his public defender because he's got information about a secret organization that call themselves travelers. And I'm sure the defense department's going to want to know. And at this point, we're thinking like, okay, is he a threat to the team? Is McLaren just going to have to take him out somehow? Sure. So, you
1: know, like, you know, it's it's funny because, like, how we see Donner is com- totally shifting throughout the course of this episode, right? Yeah. Like, at first we thought I maybe mean, it, it was a like a, a misfire or, you know, well, actually, I guess at first we saw him as like a traveler who, like, screwed up, right? Like, we figured he, he must have been a traveler, but somehow he messed up and the bomb went off that he was supposed to prevent from going off. And then now it seems like he's like, you know, what the hell is a traveler? So he's now we see him as a,
0: a misfire, but still like a, a, a religious nut, so completely unsympathetic, right? So we see him interviewed by the assistant district attorney that, that I mentioned earlier, uh, Shannon Minnell. McLaren among others is in attendance and and we're you know we're watching McLaren and he he looks a little bit I said Shannon Minnell Laura Minnell McLaren looks a little bit nervous as if he's afraid that his cover is going to be blown but Donner tells his story which is essentially true but it turns out when he's faced with being returned to federal custody that's when he reveals his truth that you know what I am a traveler I just didn't want to live underground in prison after coming all the way from this bleak future. No, uh, you're you're not going to put me away, which is understandable.
1: It it is understandable, but so that, I mean, there's, there's a couple things going here. So we, now we see, okay, so he actually is a traveler, but now it's going to sell out the whole organization. well, Is he really going to like you think if the people in that room were not travelers, then they would just think he's absolutely crazy, right? Just you' saying I'm from the future, I can prove it. Let me show you the whole kitten caboodle. It's like first of all, I doubt he knows the whole kitten caboodle. And secondly, it just it it would to to people of us that story be completely insane. No one would ever believe it, right? sure to, to claim you're from the future and that there's all these other people from the future around here. They, they would just lock him up.
0: So I just don't see what his, what his game is here. You know? Well, I, well, I know. I just think, well, first of all, he's probably hasn't really thought it out. I mean, as he says, he wasn't trained properly to defuse the bomb. Now, whether or not that's true, I, I'm going to take him at his word that, that it, that it was true. Well, but, I think he said that he had
1: trained a lot with defusing the bomb, but when it got down to it, it just, it didn't work.
0: Okay. And so we have to wonder, was this something he planned to do while he was still back in the future? And he was just, you know, yeah, it, it's not clear, but what is clear, despite all of this, he's essentially a traitor. And in fact, he's accused of treason. And I love when they tell him your trial begins now. Right. Right. And they all vote remotely, which I thought was a a cool thing, but did you notice Trevor shielded his vote? All the all the rest of them just voted, and you, you you know they voted guilty. Mm. Trevor shielded his. I didn't notice that. Now, I wonder whether he just shielded it because for whatever reason a person's vote is is private. Because nobody said, all right, hey, who's the one person that voted not guilty? Yeah. Because we assume it was unanimous. Sentences death by immediate overwrite, which is something we've talked about before, mm-hmm. uh what the deal is. So that that he was overwritten with another traveler, which was kind of cool. But who performed the overwrite? The director? Yeah. And the same way they all get there, right? Okay. So why does McLaren look so glum when that happens? Well, I, mean, I think it, he was just bummed because, you know,
1: like when Donner is like, quote unquote, you know, spilling the beans, uh, we think McLaren at first on the first watching, we think McLaren is looking upset like that. Cause as you said, he's worried that, um, like the organization's going to be revealed. Right. Sure. Now, when we watch it the second time around, we know already what's happened, and realize that he's disappointed in Donner, and he he wants Donner to keep his mouth shut so that he can live, right? Sure. And, and he just doesn't like seeing other travelers die. He, I don't think he likes taking life. Period. And he knows when Donner starts saying, "I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to give up the whole thing." Well, he knows he's dead at that point, you know. And he's he's just really saddened by that. Okay. Despite Donner being a complete jerk, you know, I think McLaren is still upset that he's going to be executed.
0: Okay, And I mean, it is something that, that we've faced before, This this notion that travelers who apparently came to the 21st century with the best of intentions for whatever reason have gone rogue and gone out on their own, perhaps just felt that the mission... It wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Perhaps they know a truth that we don't know yet. But regardless, I guess that makes a lot of sense what you're you're saying there. We do find out, though, that the traveler that overwrote Donner is going to be forced to serve out his sentence. Right, which is like the first thing I
1: thought. Like, oh, man, it sucks. Whoever whoever they overwrite, he's going to have to do Donner's time. Like, that, that
0: sucks. Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. But for him, it's like... It's way better than the future. Well,
0: no question. And, and we're like,
1: th- wow! Like so. the future is so bad, you'd rather spend your the rest of your life in the jail than go back to the the future. Like that is that is that's 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 wild. Yeah.
0: You know, let's get back to our social workers for a second because we we find that David has been fired for helping Marcy commit social assistance fraud. As he should have. As he should have. And, and Ken has a point. So here it's, it's you know, forget the whole you're living with this girl. Right. If she is who you claim she is, then we've been paying out a lot of money that we shouldn't be paying. That so, we don't have. That we don't have. Like and, we're
1: trying, we're, we're a social organization. We're trying to help people and she's scamming us and- you know, that, that's money
0: that's supposed to go to help other people who really have problems. Oh, right. And, and as he says, how can you not be furious? She's playing you. Yeah. And I am still holding on to that line of thinking that, that I do think she is. Maybe she likes him. I, I mean, look, I think she played him from the beginning, and maybe she is developing an affection for him, which... I, I can understand. I'm not going to say that that I I don't see that, because I think each of them needs something tangible to hold on to as they navigate the 21st century. But it is what it is. But Marcy does what travelers do, which is make the best of a bad situation. So she goes to see Ken with an envelope full of cash, which okay. we assume she gets from no, Philip.
1: We, she we we know that's that she got from Philip. Yeah. Because she, Philip went out and placed five bets, but then like two of them didn't pan out. So he's like, "Wait, what?" You yeah, know? yeah. Like he's like, "No, no, 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 no. That's
0: that's not supposed to happen." Yeah, right. But I love what she says though. David needs to maintain his position here. He's doing better work for us, and I'm thinking like, "Us?" Is she implying that Ken is a traveler? Which I certainly no, no, don't. No, she's
1: because. Because uh, Ken was told that she's an associate of
0: the FBI, Clarence, right? Yeah, yeah. So she means us, like the FBI. Okay. So this is just like a covert payment. Uh, okay, it, it makes sense. Well, it's just
1: I'm like, not here. Here's here's the money you spent on me. So shut up about the money. Okay. Give David his job back. So you know, because we are some government organization, we need him where he is.
0: Okay. All right. Now that social worker we talked about earlier visits Carly as we said, tells her she wants to help her, but the sticking point appears to be that she's going to have to get a job to be able to account for her liquid income. Get a job. But, 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 uh, you know, but how is she going to fit a job in right. with the mission work that we know right. is and inherently going to come up? And being a single mother. And being a single mother. So it will be interesting to see how they navigate this. You would like to think that that maybe... Uh, somehow Philip will create a computer trail for this job that doesn't really exist, and Marcy will, you know, Which, be able let's to. Let's face it. How come they haven't done that already? Honestly, right? Well, because they haven't had to. I guess would be the real reason. You, yeah. You'd you'd think. I mean, with McLaren, I mean he's getting a paycheck from the FBI, so that's sure. covered philip is just on his own he and you know he gets his money from the racetrack and right. and nobody's questioning there's no scrutiny
1: him. there's no scrutiny for philip
0: right right trevor doesn't need any money Ooh. and yep. if he does he High gets you know some uh walking around money i'm sure from philip right. so you go steal some from the store right and nobody's really after him about anything other than cheating on a physics exam right so well we get to the closing scene Donner tells McLaren that things are getting worse in the future. So we wonder the effect that Helios actually had. I mean, you would well, think things would be getting better. Yeah, but- what
1: McLaren says, like, well, certainly things must be better. We stopped Helios. The guy's like,
0: nope, they're actually worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we notice his cellmate is Luca. From you know the episode. Right. I knew Paul. we were supposed to know him, but I couldn't
1: remember who it was.
0: Right. So, you know, we wonder whether the two of them are just simply gonna live out their sentences or if at some point they will be sprung because they're needed. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like he's down with kind of sitting tight though. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. But we see Donner staring out the cell window at the sun, and I'm wondering, well, is there no sun in the future? Is uh you
1: yeah, know the he's sun he's-
0: blocked out?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what just to have the sun on his face seems like you know you, you see him thinking almost like this is so worth it, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm going to jail, but I get to actually feel the sun on my face. So, you know, it's way better than where I came from.
0: A really good episode. I guess you could argue it's a setup episode. You know, we've got uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12 still yeah. to come, so coming, so we have the home a, stretch. a third of the season to go, but a lot of character development, and it sets in motion a lot of storylines that you know we've talked about for a while. That that now are coming to the point where they've got to be addressed. Something's got to happen, and Jeff's got to get killed. Well, <laughs> well, we're laughing about it, but you know, that could be the answer. But on the other hand, they don't want to draw any more attention to themselves, and yeah, there's already that connection between uh, Jeff and Marcy, so. We'll see. I'm going. I'm not sure yet whether A minus B plus. Oh, I give it Uh, A minus. Okay, and I'll probably, as I think about it more, go with the A minus. Yeah,
1: because again, I mean, I really believe that like so much of this episode, I, I think, stem from the uncertainty of what was going on and who Donner was and everything. And that really drove the episode for me uh, the first time around. So like I said, I think, well, I thought it was still a really, really good episode. When I knew things already, It just that that suspense and that uncertainty wasn't there. So it just, it lost something the second time around, uh, which normally is, that's not the case, but just because I think so much of this uh, was, you know, on the the plot twist that, that occurred
0: uh, throughout it. Yeah. And it, it was pretty deftly done. I, I will say I, yeah. I did, I did like that. So, yeah. all right. Anything else you want to throw out well, there? So before there's we- just one thing. So at the
1: end, Forbes is talking to uh, Grant and he says, well, you know, it looks like we killed the right people or I'm not. We, uh, it looks like Donner killed the right people because no one cares about a bunch of sex workers that got killed. And, you know, Grant looks like very upset by that comment. Which, of course, he would be because, well, they weren't sex workers. They were travelers. Uh, they were his comrades who, who were killed.
0: So it's a little bit of uh, verbal irony there on uh, Forbes's part. Right. And, you know, again, it'll come back to what we've speculated the last few weeks. Who's going to be the first to be brought into the inner circle of the fact that, that you know, we are from— the future and and you know obviously forbes is one of the candidates as is cat as is ray believe it or not i think that he's a possibility yeah possibility uh, i think as you said trevor's girlfriend is probably not going to be on the short list yeah but maybe the yeah, counselor no yeah know they're doing yeah could be grace yeah so anyway all right well uh, i guess that will do it for this episode of sci-fi tv rewatch want to thank you guys for joining us Love to hear from you with follow-ups about any of the Librarians episodes looming in the background, Travelers uh, episodes we've been talking about anything else you think we should be watching I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group and if you're already a member spread the word emails to sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com voicemails via the speak pipe tab which you can access through the website. We'll be back next week to discuss season one episode nine of Travelers titled Bishop but until then you know Dave, I, I saw like when you
1: were, when you're doing the editing for last week's episode, I saw I saw what you the note you had like written by yourself. and you know like it's so hard doing this with no help. Really, Dave? Really?